Yo, how does this motherfucker manage to have shit happen every week? Maybe I haven't done enough. I might be ashamed of that for not doing enough. For not giving enough. He was just a kid with a dream, but nobody believed. I put my heart in these pages, but they ain't seeing my artistry. Emotions is lacking in these days, so it's hard to see my life through these verses. Every word is a part of me, but they can't see. Vacancies is the reason they disbelieve. So in this heart and mind is where the dreams lie latently. Creating reality from what you thought was make believe. Returning to make believe is the people who may believe. The kid with a dream. Hey, what's good, folks? I'm the Bowman12L, and you are listening to the 30th, 26th edition of the Slam Bro Show. As always, joined by my main man, Illawasi. Illa, what's good? What up, Bowman? What up, Slam Bros? What's happening? Man, it's been a, a jam-packed week. We got a lot of uh, wrestling to cover. We got some predictions to make. So let's get it cracking, man. Let's uh, break out the shovels and dig into this dirt. Yo, so our boy Randy Orton is back on the internet causing all sorts of trouble again this week and pretty much uh, shitted on the entire indie scene. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't him originally, but his old trainer from OVW, Rip Rogers, uh, wrote a note on Instagram, not Instagram, one of those damn, he like, I think it was Twitter, you know, you know when people like, they want to write something longer than they can tweet, so they take a picture and post it, well, he kind of was criticizing um, the current indie scene or style of matches that involved a lot of dives, and um, like, if you saw the Will Ospreay King Ricochet match from uh, the Best of the Super Juniors tournament last year. You know, this is this has been a heated debate between old heads and wrestling and new heads. So, um, the homie Randy Orton jumped in and uh, he just kind of, you know, he just he didn't tweet much. He just kind of like, you know, retweeted the tweet and then just commented, dive. Right? So, a lot of people were like coming down Randy's neck. Saying like, yo, this is messed up. You're not respecting nobody. He went up Bubba Ray. Bubba Ray was like, nah, man, it's all respect, man. And, and Randy was showing shade, bro. Like, Randy, like, don't come up in Randy's Twitter feed. Because he's going to clap back. <laughs> and so. Well, shit, I need to get in Randy's Twitter feed then. All right, I'd, I'd be entertained by having an argument with Randy. All right. We, we know Randy's not going to sit there and just take it. So, like, Randy. Uh, and the most heelish dick move ever, uh, post this apology, which reads, sorry to the indie marks, indie guys, and old timers who do dives, took offense. Just having a good time over a few drinks in Denmark, closing the SmackDown Live tour, while beating Raw, and making over $5 million in the last 11 shows. Now I know to some of you, that doesn't equate to a standing room only crowd of 150 paying $8 for an armory in some place. <laughs> but in the big boy world, that's called putting asses in seats. So enjoy your flips, dives, and 20 super kicks per match to each their own. I will go dive back into my 13th title run and get ready to flip when my bank statement comes this month. <laughs> Headlock. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Straight dick move. And that is straight up Randy Orton. Man, I remember when Shelton Benjamin described it to me. He was like, Randy is a jackass. And he would test you to see what buttons he can get away with pushing. And that's just who he is. So, I love it. I love it. So, I need to get up in his mentions just to just to clown and just to get some profit. I don't even know. I need to. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send him the last of ep- the last episode, the King of Sleep Style. <laughs> and I need all the slam bros to just retweet it, and we are gonna get it going. We are gonna fire it up because I'm. You got a, it, slam bros. I'm gonna light the match. Randy Orton, King of Sleep Style. <laughs> Let him know what's up. I'm gonna light the match, and then we'll see if we can get it popping from there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, Batista once again is having a good uh, movie run, Guardians Two. Uh, Ella, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, review on FanBros.com. If you can find uh, it on FanBros.com, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can find it. Use that Google. You'll you'll find it. You'll get it right there. But uh, I enjoyed it. Our homie Batista. He was talking. He was a uh, guest on Chris Jericho's Talk Is Jericho podcast. Where he kind of um, gave an idea for, you know, if he was to come back to the WWE for one final run, who he would want his final opponent to be. Now, uh, Batista, uh, last seen in his uh, Blue Tista, Boo Tista phase, 2014, um, is, is no idiot when it comes to like pro wrestling. It's just that like the WWE just doesn't like the man's ideas. Like they didn't see money in Guardians. They didn't want to cross-promote Guardians with Marvel because they thought the movie was going to be a flop. Yeah, what? Right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, so yeah. Batista says this on the podcast. Um, This was this was first Guardians they thought was going to flop. That's why they didn't bring him back in to uh, promote the movie when it originally dropped. And yeah. And then Batista has pitched them story ideas to return. He has pitched them. All right? Batista is interested in one last run. I mean, it's got to happen in the next year or two because, one, he's already booked. And unlike The Rock, like, Batista is down to, like, work a program and be there. We know this. But uh, Batista talking to Jericho. Well, but uh, The Rock doesn't have the time to do that because he's an international superstar with multiple projects he's producing. Batista pops up in a couple movies and gets these checks. So it's a big <laughs> difference. Don't don't give it the unlike The Rock, uh, rock shade. Nah. That ain't going to work. <laughs> The Look. Rock is a business man, the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Batista is an overgrown muscle. That is uh, two but podcasts it, in a row with the Jay-Z reference. I mean, he does his thing as Drax the Destroyer, <laughs> and he does his thing in his little movies he pops up in. But Batista's not on Rock's level. Get your weight tweaked. So there you go. Another Jay-Z reference for you. All right, so here we go. So Batista, his idea for a return is one final run against... Triple H. Uh, he says it would make sense because it was kind of Triple H and Evolution that kind of broke him into this, you know, next level talent. So it really would be like a, a mentee going up against his mentor for one last run. Um, the Batista Triple H program back in 04 wasn't that bad, you know? I mean, Batista as a babyface was, eh, all right. Uh, my only concern is like Batista as a wrestler. Like right now, because he's not—he's not wrestling, right? Like this is—we are looking at the best form of Triple H. Like Triple H as a wrestler, he's—he's he's better than he's ever been. 
Um, but I can't really say the same for like Batista. Like his matches when he was here in 2014 weren't bad once he got back in the groove, right? Like the triple threats with the Shield were dope. The the triple threat with Brian and Orton at Mania was dope. I mean, the flyest thing about his run was he was wrestling in Jordans. Yo. So, you know, but other than that, I, I didn't really care. And I don't really care to see Batista up against Triple H again. Um, I understand what he's trying, what he's trying to get at from a story standpoint, but it just doesn't matter, you know. And then when he came back, he thought he was going to get like this pop and his hero's welcome. And it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. No, that wasn't him. That was Vince. Like when Batista came back, he wanted to be a heel. He wanted to be a heel. He's like, yo, I left a heel. I need to come back a heel. This is who I am. Look at me. I'm a heel. And Vince is like, no, no, no. They're going to love you. They're going to love you. So that was all Vince misreading the audience again. WWE logic. And also, uh, I think a previous podcast, Batista also mentioned that he would love to work with Bray Wyatt. And the thing we know about Batista is Batista has no problem letting people go over him. You know? So Batista, Bray Wyatt could get a win. Like a real win. <laughs> if he work with Batista. <laughs> but it would probably end up being a match in a dumpster or some nonsense like that. Um, yo, moving on. We have a health update on Shibata from New Japan Pro Wrestling. As you know, uh, he had that nasty, nasty injury. You know, that hermated, that herma put him in the hospital. Well, a little bit of news is he's apparently he's walking around and communicating. That is what New Japan is reporting. But still no, you know, estimated time for full recovery or if he'll be able to wrestle again. So that's good news. You know, as long as he can form words and walk, you know, we know that the man should have, you know, his health. And so that's good. And then also we got a Braun Strowman update. Now, on Raw, if you watch Raw, Kurt Angle announced that Braun Strowman was supposed to be out for six six months with the shoulder injury, and that's just not true. That's just that's just kayfabe, lies. Uh, Braun Strowman does need minor shoulder surgery, and it's going to put him on the shelf for four to six weeks. So this is all they're trying to play a story that you know he's going to come back, you know, quick recovery because he's a monster or whatnot. But Braun is not actually going to be out for six months. That's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> but necessary. Necessary to sell the story. It's, I mean, is it? Is it? I mean, Roman Reigns got beat up, thrown off a ledge, and then had an ambulance flipped on him, and then had his ribs crushed by Strowman. And yeah, was but able see, to come back two yeah, weeks later. But it's Roman Reigns. With Strowman, you know, you need him out of the way so he can heal and also, they don't have anything to do with him, you know? So, if he was around, like, what are you going to have him do? What are you going to have him talk about? He's there to be the monster among men. If he's not, then he's just some schlub in the back. So, walking around roaring and shit. So, it's better just to have him off the table, just a complete clean slate, put the focus like they're doing on this uh, five-man so they can figure out who they're going to feed to Brock Lesnar next. Because that's all these chumps are going to do, but we'll get to that later. All right, you ready? It's for time for our favorite... Reoccurring segment here on the Slam Pro Show. Yo, how does this motherfucker manage to have shit happen every week? <laughs> every week. And what's wild is this time there's two different things that popped up. Right, let's get to it, man. 
Las Aventuras de El Puerto El Patron y sus amigos. Alright, so this week, our homie, our amigo, Alberto, he's apparently he's saving lives. Saving lives. His significant other, Paige, took to Twitter. And she is quoted as saying, Watch Pride of Mexico save an 18-year-old boy's life. Scariest experience ever, but without him, poor boy wouldn't be here today. People always see the negative things on the internet and ignore the positives. You don't realize how amazing he truly is. He saved a life. All right. <sighs> this nigga here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, <laughs> this is better than fighting the Ninja Turtle down in Australia, right? <laughs> or maybe getting fake stabbed down in Texas. We have to consider the possibility that this boy might not exist, right? Because apparently that stabbing might not exist. I mean, but Paige's tweet was like some random, you know, hocus pocus. <laughs> he saved a life. Okay. Like, does that mean he just didn't jerk off that day? So he like saved the whole generation or something? Like, what does that mean? Nah, he saved the boy's life. So what, was this kid about to light up? Was he about to smoke some weed? He's like, nah, man, you can't. This is a recreational <laughs> state, man. Alberto like El Patron. <laughs> El Patron is like a, a walking after school special. You know, the more you know. Don't smoke the herb. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm saving your life because if you get hit in the prison industrial complex, you can't get a student loan. You can't get affordable housing. You get kicked out of like public health care. Like, don't smoke this weed in Colorado, not in Texas. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but not to be outdone. Not to be outdone. So, but Alberto's good deeds were not rewarded. It seems that the universe still has more for him. Maybe this is karma for getting fake stabbed down in Texas, all right? Because apparently the engagement ring that he gave Paige was stolen. They were robbed. Paige now took to her second favorite social media platform, Instagram, and is quoted as saying this. Also, he's just killing it with these rings. Unfortunately, mine got stolen from our hotel room. So he knew how heartbroken I was and went and got a brand new one. This one is obviously different, but even more beautiful. He had me crying on the plane. This is my hubby's lady and gentlemen. Isn't he just perfect? Exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark. After over a year and he still has butter and I still have butterflies for my man. He's always and always will. Um, love emoji. Boom. What the hell is going on? Alberto El Patron The ill shit about it is No matter what you do Alberto El Patron The first visual that comes to mind Is Xavier Woods being recorded (laughs) Fucking your fiance So I mean You can be the GFW Or whatever that is champion You can save little boys from doing drugs Or jerking off or whatever that was And you can buy a bunch of rings for Paige your gal was still fucking Xavier Woods in a hotel room while being recorded by that no-name brand dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Come on, El Patron, you got you got you got to do better, El Patron. You got to do better. But I mean, sorry to hear you got robbed, bro. You know the the, the re-up on the ring. 
I mean, if it's really her, you know, it could be like a Zell's counter and she just looked at it and took a picture of it. You saying a Bow Wow situation? <laughs> you know? For real. But man, I just can't believe Alberto El Patrol constantly has crap going on. Anyway. Right, man. It's the most we- interesting man in pro wrestling. <laughs> Yo, we ready to we ready to uh kick this dirt off our, our feet. Yeah, let's clean up these uh these these shoes. We got this dirt, man. Uh let's hit these raw recaps real quick. And cause we got a busy weekend of pro wrestling. Uh Raw was kind of a mess a little bit. Um Kurt Angle was back, that was good to see him. And instead of everyone coming out and saying why they needed to be the number one contender for Brock Lesnar's uh, championship, Kurt Angle came out, told us who was the one number one contenders, and put them in a fatal five-way match for Extreme Rules. So the people involved in this match are going to be Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns. Um, uh, I guess makes sense. But then, of course, one by one, these five came through and started talking away about why. And like, man, like, can Raw just open up without 20 minutes of promo? Like, could they? Would the what would happen if Raw did not? What would happen if Raw opened up without twenty minutes of promo? Just just wasting our time. A straight straight waste. But uh, I would just like them to just go right to a match. Like when was the last time Raw just went straight to a match? Because if you think about it, kayfabe wise, right? So Raw is a sporting event, right? More so, it is a fighting promotion. Could you imagine going to a boxing match and not knowing what the card of the night was? Like, they had no card plan. They're just waiting for the boxers to get into beef with each other to throw them in the matches randomly? Yep, but that's wrestling for you. I, I, I get the mechanics of wrestling are different, man. But let's imagine, like, all right, they present it as, like, all right, we have this card tonight. This is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to try and follow for the most part. And, you know, maybe some things might change because, you know, someone got into beef or someone flipped an ambulance, you know, spontaneous. You know, things happen. I can understand that. But, like, because every Raw, it kind of looks like it appears like they have nothing booked. And the only time things get booked is one, you know, Someone runs into somebody backstage and they get their coffee spilled on them. Be like, oh, now we got beef because you spilled my coffee. So we'll meet you in the ring and we're gonna wrestle. We're gonna wrestle, you know, you know, every night for the next seven weeks because we're in this long program that's going nowhere. So, uh, you know, that's that was raw. So that was the opening segment. Second match of the night. Alicia Fox got her revenge on Sasha Banks. That was the most surprising thing of the night. That that was so. We're not sure if last week if like Fox was supposed to have her shoulder up at that that match, but it was obvious that like yo her shoulder was like her shoulder was like in Pex in, in like in Paris, yo. Like it was that far away from the mat. Like like you know they should have called it. Um, so they they redid the match and it was it was relatively it was a, it was a short match, you know. But Fox got the win, and I was so surprised, man. I was so surprised. And you know, I'm not going to hate on Fox. I'm not going to hate on Fox. You know, she's been, they present her as the, you know, the crazy black woman. And, you know, I, I got my issues but, with that, but I respect her hustle. She's been there for years. But this is she like, she deserves a win. Yeah, this is the most major win she's had because who has she actually beaten ever? 
Yeah, don't wreck, it, don't wreck your, the halls of your brain because you aren't going to find it. <laughs> you aren't going to find it anywhere. Who has she ever been? So for her to be Sasha, it's like, wow. And I liked it. And I didn't. I don't think Sasha's in a doghouse or anything like that. But um, Sometimes you need those surprise victories. You, know, you need those surprise wins just to switch up things. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's a good thing uh, that they need to do more often on Raw. And uh, just well, not just raw, but just in wrestling. Period. They need to do more victories where you know Callisto gets a win or something like that. And to me, like if I was running WWE, that's how I would have it. You know, where different people could win, and you never know who could be. You know, it makes everybody a contender. You know what I'm saying? Right, so yeah, it makes yeah. it where you just don't know. So when a match comes, because typically if you have Randy Orton facing Jinder Mahal, we're, we're gonna be like, no way in fucking hell, Jinder has a chance. You know, but Raw would have to, they would have to build him up first and make him credible, and that would just take so much time. Whereas if you kind of constantly had him get some wins, get some losses, you know, where everybody kind of traded, it would, it would make everybody kind of on a almost even playing field where you just wouldn't know what to expect. And, you know, they don't do that. So it's kind of cool that they did this with uh, Alicia. You know, it's just a random victory. And, you know, it still counts. So then it's like if she ever is, you know, in a title match or in something like, you know, if you get thrown in, it's like, well, she has this victory over Sasha Banks and you can at least buy into yeah. the idea that she has a chance. You know, uh, Sasha Banks, three times champion, you know, Fox beating the champion. So, I mean, I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Also, you know, I think like Fox would be a, a cool person to hang out with. You know, I guarantee she's got some stories to tell. Guarantee. I mean, I think Alicia Fox would put it down. So, yeah. yeah. Yo, yo, Fox, holler at the homies. Come through some boys with the South. No, right. what, a holler, what what Fox can do is put me in with Eden or, <laughs> or whatever that announcer is. JoJo. Yeah, JoJo. That's her name. JoJo. She is a banger, even though she only fools the white boys. But she is a banger. Certified, bona fide. Man, look at those thighs, banger! So, all right, let's 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 get out of here before we get in trouble. Um, the Miz defeated Dean Ambrose via disqualification. Disqualification, and what was this? The the ninety ninth time they wrestled. What number is it? Yeah, because I saw him in person at SmackDown Live when Miz had the title. So yeah, this is like a thousand ninety nine. Okay, yeah, it was man. It was like they were they were trying to like. Trying to pretend like they weren't doing the same match, but it's variation. They're just like wrestling their same match in, in faster speed. And then it ended in a low blow. Um like Miz tried to do a low blow, but his low blow was countered, and then Dean Ambrose did his own low blow. It was like, oh, we're doing this. And so uh, this is all resulting in a I don't even I don't even think it's an extreme rules match. I think it's a it's a the title can change hands. Uh, even in this qualification match at extreme and extreme rules between Dean and the Miz, and so this has to happen with like Dean getting disqualified and Miz getting the title and the most you know like heelish man. I mean, why else put that stipulation? There? You remember when uh, Randy Orton and Christian were fighting back in like twenty twenty eleven, and that's how Christian got his his second title win. Like he tricked Randy Orton to kick him in the balls, and then he got the the title off of DQ. So, so wait, they had a title change hands on DQ. Yeah. So, um, after Edge retired, Christian got the belt, and then Christian he was world champion, 
and he had to immediately defend it on SmackDown. So he got the belt. So technically, it was like five days his reign. But you know, they they recorded SmackDown on Tuesday, so he was only champion for like three days. So um, Christian got the belt and then immediately lost it in his first title defense to Randy Orton, and they were feuding. And they had great matches. Like, oh, you know what? Oh my God, we got it. Randy Orton does have a classic match, and it's worth it's against Christian. Shout out to Christian. That was that was 2011. We found it. We found the King of Sleep Styles dream opponent. All right, sidetrack. Wait, the King uh, of Sleep Styles dream opponent. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Golf so, clap. But uh, I, I actually liked how this Dean Ambrose Miz thing in it because Dean was smart enough to catch the low blow and then turn around and, and kick Miz in the nuts. So it's like it was just a different twist on it, you know, and it's just little things like that. That make it fresh. Because how many times have we seen the ref distracted and you get caught in a, you know, you get the low blow. So for Dean to actually catch his hand and, and stop that, excellent work. Excellent work, Dean. I, I want to see a wrestler wear like a cup. I mean, you're wearing a cup in football, baseball. Like someone goes for the low blow and be like, ah. You know, like the end of Back to Future 3. Like, I was wearing a bulletproof vest and he pulls out the cup like you can't get me miss i know your tactics i think like only the stoner brothers maybe did that i think i think you're right um yeah moving on we had roman reigns defeat finn balor uh roman reigns got his hot dog match back um a lot of people on the internet have grumbled 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 about uh oh roman reigns is at like you know 50 percent, and you know he still was able to beat like a full Finn Balor. Now, Finn Balor was not in his powered-up form, but still, a healthy Finn Balor was defeated by like a broke down on a spare tire Roman Reigns. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Roman. Have y'all not figured this out? How are we four years in? We're four years in now, right? Gotta make Roman look strong, and they want to basically make all their top guys look like you know they have shots, like you're saying, at any possible way. So they're not gonna let. Finn go over on Roman twice. Especially if the plan is for Roman to take the title off of Brock next year at Mania. That's exactly what we need. <sighs> um, golden, no. golden Truth is broken up. Yeah, and it didn't resonate the same way that uh, the breakup of Kevin Owens and um, you know uh, Jericho did. Because so. it wasn't a true friendship, that's why. Yeah. Also, like, Goldust never got, he never got our truth, the list of Jericho, or the painting, or the festival of friendship, you know? True. What's none of that? Uh, yo, you know, I'm happy because uh, Enzo Amore got his ass whoops. And, you know, I always enjoy Enzo's getting his ass whoops. But well, he, he uh, didn't really get his ass whooped. That's what made it really interesting. Because <laughs> I was th- as I was watching the match, I was like, "Yo, will Enzo and Cass ever get a victory? They they are perennial non W receivers." No, but they got the they got the victory. Because remember, the bit was um, Titus O'Neil comes out and he's and all right. They let Titus look. We give Titus a hard time, but Titus had a good night on Monday. All right, he came out and he was kind of making fun of. You know, the whole big cast and Enzo entrance doing Titus Brand spoof on it. He did it, come out there and found it all his suit, only to realize that he was the one wrestling. And, you know, he loses a quick match to big cast. And so Enzo, being a dick, 
Because we've confirmed that Enzo is not a good person. It's obvious he's not a good person. He's trying to take a selfie over the knocked out Titus. And Apollo Crews is like, yo, come on, man. That's not cool. That's not cool. Just like, I mean, do you really need to take the selfie? And Enzo's like, this is a good shot. I need it for the grams. <laughs> and so Apollo <laughs> kicks him in the back of the head. It was awesome. And even Big Cass is like, bro, you deserve that. <laughs> even Big Cass can't even ride for the homie on that one. Because that's a dick move, yo. That shit was so, hilarious. So oh. look, man. We give the affirmative action boys a lot of heat, bro. But I think this this pairing might have a little bit of something. Of uh, Apollo and Titus? Yeah. Yeah, he's got something. Affirmative action. <laughs> That's what it has. Affirmative action O'Neal joined with affirmative action Cruz. And I mean, now our truth can join up with the affirmative action squad. Cause now that, that, uh, Goldust has dumped his asshole. Cause that's all I saw. All I saw was our truth getting kicked down to the affirmative action squad. So. Look, and, uh, Seth Rollins defeated Bray Wyatt by disqualification. Disqual- we knew it. Seth Rollins, he was running his mouth. He was running his mouth. He said those names. He said the two words he should not have said. He said Samoa Joe. He summoned that ass whooping. We've discussed this. If you don't want your ass kicked, don't put Samoa Joe's name in your mouth. Just leave it out. Just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Braun's running his name backstage. So, of course, he summoned Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe handed him his ass in the ring. And then Bray Wyatt, um, I guess because he, he wanted to try and make it look tough, he hit Samoa Joe with his sister Abigail. And so that was Raw. Uh, moving on to SmackDown. SmackDown, um, Kevin Owens continued to be the world's greatest dick. Stole the highlight reel. <laughs> Kevin Owens they didn't is call so it anything awesome. else. No, it's your shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what. All he needs to do is keep trolling Jericho. Come, come out with a light up jacket or the light up scarf. Just keep trolling Jericho till Jericho's off tour. That's just that's uh, greatness. Uh, yeah, he he. He just straight up takes the highlight reel off, off rip, and you know he's he's doing his thing. Open a match. AJ Styles gets a dope match out of uh, Jinder Mahal. Are we surprised? No, it's AJ freaking Styles. He's gonna get a dope match out of a mannequin. Um. Side note: one of the one of the bonus matches of the week on the website fanbros.com is like Kota Ibushi wrestling a mannequin. So go in the archives, go watch that match. Um. But like, yeah. Uh, I think it's dope, man. Uh, we got we're gonna have AJ Kevin Owens. We'll get to that in a little bit, man. But AJ got a dope match out of uh gender. Uh, my only thing about gender is like he relies too much on the distraction by the Bollywood boys. They've been giving him W's. He, I mean, he's looking. I mean, he looks like a physical threat in the ring. It's just that he should be able to get a W without the Bollywood boys. But it's just so funny seeing like the visual dynamic between the Bollywood boys and gender. Cause they almost look like little mannequins, like next to him, like they're little like dolls. <laughs> so I I like their visual, cause like oh man, you know he's sending out the putties, the putties got defeated, but oh no, here's gender. Um, yo, we had more fashion files, and Illa, bro, these two are these two, these two are hilarious. Tyler Breeze goes deep undercover, almost. Convinces himself that he's a janitor. Breezango, I kid you not, Illa, 
Brizongo is concerned that they may not be able to get the Usos because they are good. They are very good. And that their hair is very conditioned. And they might not be able to grab hold of them. <laughs> so, uh, more fashion files, more nonsense by Brizongo and Tyler Breeze. I think they're going to be a dope match, man. They're, they're a good pairing. Uh, and actually seeing them work in the ring. There was a contract signing uh, between the, the women. So we're going to have, uh, we got Naomi, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte versus the um, the Breakfast Club. <laughs> That's going down on, on Sunday. And then um, Ziggler's against Nakamura. Oh, that Ziggler video package was a great troll. <laughs> was a great troll. Ziggler's like, all right, I've got with the boys in the back. And we're going to put you, we've made an excellent video package showcasing all of Shinsuke Nakamura's WWE achievements. So, like, it starts off all slow, like, playing a little bit of the music, and then it just cuts to black. And he's like, exactly, he's accomplished nothing. (laughs) But that's what made it great, because it's actually true. He's not done a damn thing in WWE. So... Yeah, he has an NXT. We're treating as a separate entity, but like WWE proper. Like he's just shown up, danced, done his thing, and walked out. So, uh, yeah, great, great work by Ziggler. And uh, yeah, Baron Corbin and the King of Sleep Style, Randy Orton. I hope you guys had a pillow because there are a <laughs> lot of headlocks. A lot of headlocks involved, man. So. I mean, yo, gr- depending on who he's working with, man, like, you know, I know there's there's hate. We talk about it. There's, like, hate for Baron Corbin, but I don't quite understand it. Like, the guy can move. He, he does an interesting thing, but um, he kind of spammed his special, the Baron Corbin special, where, you know, he kind of baseball slides under the rope, runs around, and then tries to catch his opponent off guard. I think he did that, like, three or four times in the match, man. I don't know why he kept spamming this thing, man. It's like when you're playing Street Fighter, and, like, you know, <laughs> your opponent isn't wised up to your, like, your overhead, like you're spamming that like overhead kick, and so they wised up and they just hit you with their shuriken, and it's like, damn, he caught me with that wake up shuriken. Uh, but that was Randy Orton. Like Baron was spamming that baseball slide, and he caught him with the RKO, got the win. So, and then Randy got the beat down by um, uh, Gender and the Bollywood Boys. So, but uh, yo, yeah, man, shout out to King of Sleep Style. Keep you get your pillows ready. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard any bad things about Corbin. I like him as a wrestler. He has a great physical presence. They just got to figure out what to do with him. Um, yeah, he, so he just looks like, like a fitter, taller Bray Wyatt. So, so I'm like, oh, you know, you know, people on the internet just like to hate, man. Like you can't. I know we're cynical too. I mean, I think that just comes with being, you know, wrestling fans, but also being critical. But the the hate for Corbin is. It's just like people, it's so superficial too. Like people are like, oh, he needs to cut his hair because, you know, his hairline's retreating. It's the same bullshit. Or like, oh, he needs to keep wearing that shirt because he's kind of flabby. I'm like, bro, I see most of y'all people that are doing this wrestling commentary. You ain't got shit to talk about about people being flabby. It's the last time y'all been in the gym. Can't even do like, I don't even say anything, man. So I'm like talking shit about people, bro. So, but like, that's the stuff I don't get. But like, no, I like, I like Corbin. You know, I think his moveset's dope. You're not, you're not going to tell me like the, um, Goddamn, like, the end of days is, is hilarious. We laugh about it. It's like taking a rock bottom, but it's a pretty effective finisher. And then deep six is just awesome. Anytime he hits deep six on anybody, I mean, you pop. So, um, 
Like, you know, I got respect for the man. But, uh, yeah, yo, moving on, because we got some predictions to make. Uh, boom, 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 boom. It's a busy week for WWE. They're doing, of course, another UK special on Friday night. Um, I don't know if we will be around for the Friday night. Well, you'll be, most people be listening to this on Friday anyway. Uh, your boy Bowman's got to be a socialite and go socialize on Friday night. So I might not be live tweeting that. Saturday is NXT TakeOver Chicago. So let's just make some quick predictions real quick. Uh, Eric Young versus Roderick Strong was added to the card tonight after NXT. Uh, Illa, the leader of Sanity versus our man from Tampa. Who you got? Well, seeing how Tampa is about 20 minutes away from my house, I'm going to have to go with my boy Eric Young. The man from Sanity needs <laughs> the man from Sanity needs some wins over him. Um, uh, Strong is, I guess they're, they're trying to present Strong as like a face, man. I'm like, ah, I've never been like the biggest Roderick Strong fan. Like, he, I mean, he's all right. He's a hard worker, man. But like, you know, like. Some people really just like don't have that, just don't have that vibe. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know. So, you know what I'm saying? Also, I got a soft spot for Canadian, Joe. Shout out to Eric Young. So, Canadian all the way. Um, which is strange enough. I guess this was announced before the UK tapings or whatnot. But, like, so they're having the WWE UK title match. The champion Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. I think this is a rematch. This is like a rematch from the final at the tournament. Um, Pete is an asshole. And I think he's going to get this belt. Because... They haven't really done anything with the championship since. Oh no, they defended it once on what two hundred five live. I think I think they had a defense. No, I think he had a defense on NXT too. That's the thing I don't even know. Uh, he against um the gentleman Jack Gallagher, Tyler Bate defended it once, but it's been months, so I think they're gonna take that title off of uh, Tyler and put it on Pete. And still, the UK championship best looking belt in the WWE currently. Yeah, it looks like a title for real. So, it's all nice, proper, and British. Uh, we got a <laughs> ladder match. This is, uh, no, this is the second. No, 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 hold on. One, two, three. Third. Third ladder match NXT. First was between Neville and um, freaking, uh, believe, Bo Dallas. The, se- uh, the second one was Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. And so now... This we have a ladder match for the Authors of Pain versus DIY. So this match can go any way. I think the the gimmick of the ladder match, if Authors of Pain do lose, it gives them like, all right, well they lost in the ladder match, right? But Authors you know, of Pain isn't gonna lose this. DIY is gonna have to keep doing it themselves. So. <laughs> You know, so and then also there's that there's people have been speculating about like uh, you know Gargano and Ciampa breaking up and doing their own little like feuding solo for a while now uh, after the losses and frustrations. But like um, I think Illa, you're right. Authors of Pain are probably gonna win this one, but also I do see like the the gimmick of the ladder being like an out. You know, it's like it's like all right, like yeah they lost, but did they really lose? Like, you know, they locked him in a closet. Like, you know, what do you expect him to do? Um, the NXT Women's Title Match Champion, Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross. 
Uh, this was on the books originally. It was supposed to be like a rematch between Oscar and Ember Moon, but Ember Moon, Ember Moon, excuse me, had a real life soldier. A uh, soul. Ah, uh, let me back this up. Ember Moon had a sh- shoulder injury, and she's out. She's on the DL list. So we now have a triple threat for the title. I like Nikki Cross. She looks crazy. That's a crazy looking white girl. You know, gotta avoid those. They'll get you in jail. Just ask Sam Jackson. Um, Ruby Riot. I don't think she's been in here long enough, but I do see, I don't know which one, but I do, I, I kind of see like Oscar losing the title here. She has the longest win streak in, I guess, kayfabe wrestling history now. Her win streak is now over Goldberg's, you know, win streak. And unlike Goldberg, these wins haven't been inflated. Like she's, she's got that 170 something, like including house shows and whatnot. So like it's up there. So I think the triple threat, this is this is a way to knock out Asuka. Uh take that title off of her and maybe move her. Do you see them put, do you see Asuka on Raw or SmackDown like soon? I truly hope not. But um I see her losing the belt. But I I think she's still just she's been good for the NXT because she's so dominant. You know, I think they need to give her a nice um heel run. And then make a move like it had to be Mania, maybe Slumberland, but if they were gonna make a jump, but I just don't see it right now. Um, she could, because if they make a move with her, she's gonna come to Raw, and Charlotte is on um, Charlotte's SmackDown. On Smackdown. Naomi's on SmackDown, but Alexa Bliss, Sasha, Nia, it's just not time for Oscar to come up, you know, especially if they aren't gonna really give her. The lift, the push she needs. And I think that they need to do something with Nia Banks first. Um, Because I think Nia's up, you know, and if Asuka comes, she's coming for the title. And I think that would be pretty good. Asuka's not losing to Foxy. I love Foxy, but she ain't. She's kicking Foxy and knocking her out. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, yeah, I think this is the way to get the title off of her. And then, you know, she goes into a mad rage. And so what's going on? But NXT kind of is in a rebuilding phase right now. They're kind of focusing on assets. And um, Asuka leaving would be a major asset removal from NXT, which would once again force them to start rebuilding again. So um, I don't know if they're ready to do that. So we got the NXT title match champion Bobby Roode. Versus Hideo Atami. Hideo Atami, Kenta, as you formerly knew him, has just had like the worst uh, luck in WWE. Every time he comes and starts getting hot, he gets like an injury. So this seems to be a long time coming for Kenta. Um, but I just don't see him getting the title yet. Not off of Bobby. Not at all. I think he's going to give my ass whooping though. I th- I th- yeah, I think I think we're gonna see a go to sleep in Chicago. We're gonna see the go to sleep in Chicago. I think Kenta can get a good match with Bobby. Like Bobby is, how do I say this? Like he's very charismatic, but um, I guess you can like in the ring. I guess you can compare him to like the Miz. You know, it's a very very state safe American style like wrestling wrestling style where it's you know it's not a lot of dives or anything flashy. It's just like. You can tell this guy's a wrestler, right? He's going to hit you with the suplex. He's going to, like, you'll headlock you. He's going to do, like, you know, spine bluster. I mean, it's going to be a competent 
wrestling match, but he's just so damn charismatic. Like, his face is going to be like, come on, ref, what are you doing, man? You don't seem kicking this guy's ass, you know? Um, he's, he's just good good heel work. So, like, people say, like, ah, oh, you know, Rude's matches aren't, like, anything amazing, but um, he's just... You ever just had a dinner that's just, like, good? It's just, like, filling? It's not, it's not like, the best steak you had, but, like, you still enjoy it. You got your protein, <laughs> you know? Where do you be putting these... <laughs> hilarious yo yeah i know what you're trying to say (laughs) (laughs) oh man you are too funny you own one tonight (laughs) but yeah it's nothing rememorable nothing 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 (laughs) remarkable you know, it's it's just it's it's satisfactory. That's pretty much what Bobby Roode is. I totally forget he's the champion. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, putting it on Kenta would be the move, but I just don't think it's his time right now. So he's gonna have to take this L from Bobby Roode, and then uh, the next time, next go out, he'll get the victory, and then he can rock with it for a minute. Yeah, that's what. So, so I guess uh, that brings us to WWE. Backlash. This is this is Sunday. Yeah. Can't be spending all these weekends watching wrestling, man. It's just like just wanna just wanna go outside and look at the sun. You know, I can't do that. I can watch all this wrestling all the time. Um we got a kickoff match. We got Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. I wonder if crying is gonna be involved, because it seems Aiden's character is the man who cries. There's, there's no shame in crying, you just can't cry all the time. If you're crying all the time, you probably need to talk to somebody about that. That might be a disorder. Um, the perfect the man can only ten. <laughs> perfect ten. We're going perfect ten, right? No doubt. It makes it makes no sense to kill his momentum with like a random loss to Aiden English. You got to rock with the perfect ten, Ty Dillinger. So it's got to be that was that was easy. Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. This shit doesn't even need to be a match. All right. So last week, Eric Rowan got a surprise win over Luke Harper. Which everyone was kind of like, wait, what? Eric, Eric, if there's a guy, <laughs> when you look up loser in the dictionary, Eric Rowan is on the mat taking a three count. <laughs> All right? With his fucking lamb mask. <laughs> like, so him getting that W last week was just, you know, surprising. Apparently, he's he's got, you know, uh, new gimmicks coming. He's got a new mask. On Instagram, he's teasing maybe the reveal of Sister Abigail, which doesn't make any sense because, like, um, you know, Wyatt is on Raw. He's disconnected from these two. So why is Rowan still, you know, teasing Sister Abigail? And also, isn't Sister Abigail dead? Not only not only did Randy burn that house down, but he burned her remains, her bones. So now, is she a ghost? Well, they are. They are a family. I'm putting way too much thought into this, right? But then it's like with the Wyatt family, okay, so you got Sister Abigail, but whose sister is she? And then it's like, are they all cousins? Or like, is Bray the patriarch? It gets real twisted. Like, what what, what does the Wyatt family tree look like? I just, I don't know. I've I've always had this thing like, yo, when are they, they should like, you know, just stop pretending, put bro... Uh, Bo, Bo Dallas and the Wyatt family. I mean, they are real brothers. Or, you know, just, you know, stop lying. Let's, let's, all right, whatever. Um, I'm calling Harper. Harper's gonna, like, Harper's their big man. 
you know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, we got next match, Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. This is Corbin's match, right? I mean, if if someone if someone can take a loss, it's Sami Zayn. Like his whole character is like he takes the loss, and then every now and then he'll you know he'll fight to win. But uh, Sami Zayn, he hasn't charged up his super meter yet. Um, his uh, if you're playing Final Fantasy, his limit breaker has not been charged fully, so he's not getting that <laughs> win here. I think that um, I think that Sami is actually going to get the victory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I think he is, and I think he's gonna be surprised. I don't think he needs it. Well, no, he does need it. I'm tripping. He does need a victory, but and I think he's gonna get it. He's gonna get his ass kicked by Baron Corbin, and I think he's gonna have one of those surprise victories. Um, because Corbin is gonna get. I think Corbin is gonna be who they're gonna who they're gonna give the push to. But right now, I mean, Corbin's normally on a rampage, but I think Sammy just needs the victory just for credibility's sake. Mm-hmm. I see that. But I'll also see Baron winning because uh, just, I mean, we haven't predicted it. I don't see Randy dropping the title. And if Randy's a heel, I mean, there's not really other many heels left on the roster for Randy to face. And I don't see him facing, you know, uh, uh, Ziggler, so... Um, but even on a loss, I guess Corbin could still, you know, claim shenanigans and still keep himself in the title picture. So, like, yeah, I see that. I see that. And also, he could look, he could look monstrous, right? So, if he loses to Sammy in a roll, in a roll up or something surprising, then he beats down uh, Sammy at the end, right? It still keep his heat. So, I, but I think that that's exactly what he's going to get his ass. Like, Baron Corbin is going to be beating the fuck out of Sammy. Sammy's <laughs> whole role is to get his ass kicked. And then he barely ekes out a victory. And I think that's what's going to happen here in traditional uh, Sammy Zayn fashion. Okay, all right. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler. Well, we all know how this should go. This is, it's, it's Shinsuke. Hands down. But WWE logic could come into place. They, yo, but they wouldn't apply logic to Ziggler. They would not. I, I just don't know. This is the same company that had Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of John Cena for 20 minutes. And then Cena like hit him with some stairs and got the pin on him. So <laughs> there's no reason for Ziggler to, to even be sniffing victory whatsoever. Shouldn't be smelling it. Shouldn't be thinking it's possible. But these fucking idiots at WWE will probably do it. But at least his interest is guaranteed to be f- hot fire. He's gonna, people are going to be uh, they're gonna be tired by the interest alone. They're going to be children crying in the streets, you know, for Sinisuke. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's Nakamura. We're calling that easy. All right, we got the ladies match. Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky versus Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina featuring James Ellsworth. Oh, this is easily going to Natalia, Carmella, and uh, Tamina. The heels, heels go over? Yeah, definitely. Because they're trying to establish their um, welcoming committee bullshit. And it's just no, I mean, with a three-way, it's no real need for Naomi, Charlotte, or Becky to uh, take the win. I mean, they're already established. So it would be more interesting for the heels to get the victory. Um, the, these are no-name brand-ass heels anyway. And I was like, you know, as a welcoming committee, they don't do a lot of welcoming. There's not a lot of people to welcome, right? 
What you do you only mean? do the shake-up one week, and then there's no one else to welcome. You uh, all work with these people. They, they welcome them with that ass with them. Welcome to this, this butt-kicking. <laughs> so, but. uh, yeah, I guess the, the welcoming committee gets to win maybe uh, miscommunication on behalf of the Babyface team, which continues our program with, like, Naomi and Charlotte. Uh, but, like, the scuttlebutt is that they want Charlotte as a face. They're trying her out as a face just because, like, she's just so good at what she does. And, you know, audience is just, you know, all into her um, to whatever. So Really? Because Charlotte... Yeah. I, yeah. I've never really seen anybody into Charlotte. I've seen people into her opponents, like Sasha Banks. But I don't think people give a fuck about Charlotte. One way, I think WWE is into Charlotte. Yo, people, 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 people like them some Charlotte. The thing is, like, people well, respect when she's Charlotte's one of the few wrestling characters that keeps that heat around her. So, like, yeah, but she's she a good, booed. she's a good yeah. heel. But yeah. it's not like I don't think that people like her. No, nah, people don't want it. It's not. It's like you don't have the same fandom. You don't have like people going writing fanfics about like trying to marry Sasha Banks. Well, yo, like, you know, but 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 Slam Bros, uh, peeps, you know, definitely respond in the comments. I'd like to hear your thoughts on on heel or face Charlotte. I mean, do you really, do y'all really like Charlotte? Really? Do not do not submit your your Charlotte fanfics. We're not don't you know? You can submit those to waypoint.com. They take uh, they take fanfics. They'll love them. Shout all right, all right, whatever. Yeah. All right, so we got the uh, the Trap House Usos versus Brizongo. Ellie, did you see them last week? The 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 twelve days promo. I did not, but bro, I did see were, the uh, reading of the rights. Bro, they were they were trading bars like Ghost and Rayquan. Bro, this was <laughs> yo the Trap House Usos are on one right now, and um, do you know when people are respected when you can cut a promo in a wrestling ring and not get whatted, and when the Usos talk, people listen. Okay, they're the EF Hutton of SmackDown Live. <laughs> so nice, but this should easily be Trap House Usos. Brazango, their their gimmick has to ride out a little bit more. I think once they get a little bit more of a, a breeze going, <laughs> they may give them a shot at the belts. But the Trap House Usos have just been on fire right now. So I would see if if Brazango, Brazango or somebody was going to really go over, it would have to be at SummerSlam where, you know, it could be more of a big deal or seem like a big deal for oh, them to get the titles for like... New Day comes through, right? Because that could be a big program. Well, the, the Usos versus New Day is going to be it's gonna be SummerSlam. That's, some, that's SummerSlam in a making right there. I for, totally forgot the New Day was even in existence. Xavier was so busy, you know, being on tape fucking this dude, uh, Alberto El Patron's fiance. You know, that's probably what they're doing with this time off right now. It's, I mean, it's because Kofi's healing up. I don't, they don't want to, they don't want to put the whole team on the TV show because Kofi's injured. They don't want to put Xavier and, 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 um, Big E. You know what Big E's doing right now? Big E is going around getting people married. He got his officiating license, and he's running around. If you want to get married, Biggie's got a lot of time on himself right now, and he's he's marrying people. So just hit him up on Twitter if you're serious, and if he can, he will officiate your wedding because um, he's not on TV right now. That's what he's doing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I think the Trap House Usos. I love me some Breezango. 
I've been saying it for months that they've been the true the true heroes of SmackDown Live this whole time. I'm glad people started to realize it. Uh, but, you know, also, I think we're, we're going to get, like, another match out of these guys, right? Because normally the WWE likes to run programs, you know, three months running. So this is their first meeting. And um, we'll probably get more Brizongo versus Trap House Usos and uh, more Fashion Files. So I think, yeah, like your loss here wouldn't be in the end of it. Plus, I mean, they're, on, they're the only semi-credible tag team competition the Usos have to face. Besides American Alpha and uh, somebody else. I can't even so, remember who the fuck is there. Remember, Simon Gosh doesn't have a partner anymore. I don't even know. Damn, we gotta look. I don't even, we're not looking this up now. I'm sorry. Hit us up in the comments. Let us know who else is on SmackDown in the tag team. Um, oh, the Bollywood Boys? I guess. But they've been they've been more like, not really in the tag team division. So. Uh, well, are they even really a tag team? I just thought they were like uh, Stooges. Nah, they are stooges, but officially they were attacking. Oh, that's right, the Colognes. They're there. But nobody takes them seriously. They wouldn't get a title shot. Right now, right now, we got to build them. If Foxy can get a win, if Foxy, just believe in Foxy. <sighs> All right, man. All right, so we got Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for United States Championship. Here's the thing. I don't want AJ to win. I don't want him to win. I don't want him to title on him because I want him to get him back in the world title picture. That's why I want him. I totally co-signature that one. AJ Styles needs to be in the title picture, but that won't happen until later. At least until SummerSlam. So, I, I think Kevin Owens is going to pick up the victory here by a pinky. <laughs> But uh, he's definitely going to retain that United States championship and keep speaking Spanish and French and whatever other language he wants. As he trolls us from Jericho's show, the highlight reel. What say you? You want, uh, Well, you yeah, want Kevin Owens, huh? Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, these are two, these two guys. Um, you know, my thought process, I want AJ to get the, the world title back. So, But also, I can see this program going a couple of months, right? So we haven't called shenanigans on any of these matches yet, right? Um, Most of these matches are shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see shenanigans in this match. The one match I do see shenanigans is championship match, which we're about to get to. But I think Kevin Owens wins here. Uh, SmackDown, it's like they like to recuperate superstars on SmackDown. So right now Kevin Owens is being recuperated. So I see him actually getting like a win to remind us like yeah this is a guy that beat john cena on his first wwe pay-per-view so it's credible that he can beat aj styles without shenanigans yo shout out to the slam bro who can link me to this that clip of kevin owens first encountering well not first but encountering john cena and talking shit to him But it's like the classic moment is where John Cena comes out, cuts some long ass promo, and Kevin Owens' response is, "Yeah, I'm just gonna ignore all that." <laughs> classic. I need that in my life. I need that as like a meme. Oh man, that was such a great moment. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore all that, and the perfect response to shut down John Cena. Anyway, so Kevin Owens retains. Finally, we have the WWE World Title match featuring the King of Sleep Style versus Hard Body Gender Mahal. 
who you got? Um, uh, sleep style. You know, I'm I'm predicting. I don't, I don't know six headlocks, six headlocks. You know, rope DDT, two of those, and uh, one RKO. Yeah, I'm rocking with the hard body Jinder Mahal and the uh, the Bollywood boy shenanigans for the upset win. Are we getting this title belt? I mean, like, I think it's great. A lot of people were like, you know, they were like, you know, why gender, why gender? But, you know, you need new people in the title scene where things get stagnant. And, you know, gender's put in some work. I mean, I would love to see him get the title. Uh, be great. A lot of speculation is because, you know, WWE is launching in India. They're trying to get, you know, those Indian subscriptions for the network. And, you know, gender being in the title picture is going to boost those numbers. If gender gets the title, it could boost the numbers until they figure out he's Canadian. But you know. <laughs> That's never stopped WWE before from on, on, ethnically stereotyping somebody. You have brown skin or dark skin. You must be from somewhere else. <laughs> until they figure out he's Canadian. So, you know, I would love I would love for him to get the belt, man. But I just, you, you know, like Randy Orton is just like they're. Like, Randy Orton right now is just like, this title run is like, I don't even know. I mean, it's just, I, I, I really don't even know. It's it's because the feud, why it went anywhere. I still apologize for that. I said there was hope for that feud, and look what I got for hoping. So, <laughs> I think Randy's going to keep it. He's going to continue to be his, his tweeter character, um, you know. And, and whatever and then i think it goes somewhere i think there are shenanigans and they fight to the next pay-per-view and there's there's still more time so i think i think you're right the bollywood boys come through either championship paint changes off of shenanigans or ends in dq off of shenanigans so uh gender gets to win but not the belt something like that okay now i could see that happening yeah, I could definitely see. I mean, I think Jinder's going to get the win. He may not get the belt. I think it'd be better if he got the belt just because it would be totally unexpected. But he's definitely going to get the win. Um, but I don't know. And I just I just don't need Randy Orton <laughs> as the champ. It's just unnecessary. In we need him tweeted, though. I mean, that's some shade. That's, yeah. some, that's some shade. But, like, you know, it's just... Well, yo, 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 thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Slam Bros Show. It has been your main man, IllaYC. You can find me at IllaYC. Definitely respect those who have been checking out Charlie and the Champ, the Charlie and the Champ show, available on SoundCloud.com. And uh, sending those suggestions and topics in at Charlie and Champ on Twitter. It's a great, fun show for love, sex, relationships, and plenty of comedy. If you've not heard any of Charlie's stories, definitely tune in. And where can the people find you, Mr. Bowman? Uh, you can find me on the internet at Bowman12L on Twitter and at Bowman12L on Instagram. Uh, yo, been, I've been popping on that flex tag on Instagram. It seems to be giving me a lot of likes. Should work that flex tag more option. Uh, you find me on Slam Bros, fanbros.com. Find me there, and uh, we will be live tweeting the uh, the backlash pay per view. So just hit us up on Slam Bros. Tell us what you're you're interested in seeing that night, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, we'll see y'all Sunday. Peace. <laughs>